0: We are back, baby. We are back! We are back! You are looking live. We get
1: after it. You know, we jab our jaw, we go tit for tat, we have our little differences. Let's get fucking like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Ruins podcast. This episode 286 of the pod, or so I'm told. Alongside Matt Rooney, I am Joe Musso. Like we say. Plenty to get to here on the pod. A Super Bowl and a season in the rear view. A fitting end to a season that was marred by controversy. We get a little sprinkle of that down the stretch here as well in Super Bowl 57. Offer some thoughts here on a first-hand experience at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Excuse me, the WM Phoenix Open. Get the branding right, Musso. Oh, is that what uh, we're calling it it? Was, is
0: that That is what we no, call no, it? No,
1: no, that is what it is. No, no, no got that it. is okay. what it is called by the did tour. I did now, not realize so. that. Oh, okay. I got, early, I got an early directive that it's no longer the Waste Management. It is the WM Phoenix Open. Interesting. Only screwed that up once in the week, which uh very proud of. Pat on the back there. Um, but it was a wild experience. We'll get into a little bit of that. We'll look forward as it is a Tiger Week on tour. We are a Tiger Pod. We always will be. Um, full swing out on Netflix, very golf centric here, it feels like. But first and foremost, Matt Rooney,
0: how the hell are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing well. I've forgiven you for not wishing me a happy birthday. It took some time, but I have gotten over that. I'll be okay. Yeah, that uh, was that um, was well. More-
1: I, I felt I felt I felt like I was set up.
0: Now I'm, I can't. I, I can't oh, play the Joe, victim here. In fairness, you you, you you tried to set me up on your birthday too. That's true.
1: That you is very true. And okay, finished. well, you're you weren't um, about to embark on one of the most important twelve hour stretches of your professional career. So that's I raised fa- my. Hand. I, that's a fair point. <laughs> I raised my hand. I raised my hand as uh, as not the victim here, but I will admit that is that is my fault. And as my penance. It appears that I will be sending you a dozen golf oh, balls yeah. of your choosing. After going two and zero on Super Bowl Sunday, let's the Moose and Runes Class- listeners join me. You join know, me in applauding Matt Rooney. I'm going to be the bigger man to here.
0: I'm, I want I want the Moose and Runes listeners to clap for both of us because while I won at fourteen and eight, 13 and nine is yeah, not no, you, anything to frown. Is, is not anything to bat your eyelashes at people. That's a fantastic season as well. It yeah, you can't argue a with the a pod. This bit worse than fourteen eight, but the pod. The
1: pod cashed out this year, the twenty-seven good. and 17. I think we gave the people, if you played That's all math. the picks um, my first half under, I think I got a little too cheeky there. Neither of these two teams was uh scared to come out and pace yeah. this thing. So uh first half under was dead on arrival, but uh the AJ Brown long reception thinking didn't take long to get you to the window, nor did any of the Travis Kelsey approaches that Matt took and, uh, also siding with the Chiefs that we agreed upon uh, tended to be the uh, the sound approach there. So uh, congratulations to you. Uh, now, a question for you. Would you rather a dozen brand new – you're a Pro V1X guy, correct?
0: You know, I kind of – I go back and forth now between the, uh, the Pro Vs and the tailor the TPXs, the TPXIs. Okay.
1: Totally, your, totally your decision. I'll let you but know. I, will give, I will give you the option if you want a brand new dozen or if you want a dozen – of justin thomas's practice pro v1xs they uh-huh. they're stamped they're stamped with tour they're not pearls they're not there's like a couple little um like there's a scuff here a scuff there but it's yeah. still a, a tour players uh golf balls that they don't put many in the shag bag so little in little
0: backstory here i might need uh, a picture after, of one of those before i agree to it well that'll, I'll, I'll that'll be settled it's, off it's cool because
1: they have like a big red stamp on them that say tour okay. um they don't say okay. practice They say tour. so i uh after I believe it was round two, it was, I think it was after Friday's round, Justin was struggling with something. He was searching for something, came to the back of the range, and was practicing for about like an hour and a half with his dad and with bones. And I'm I'm telling you, from us to him practicing was all of 15 feet. So we were just kind of sitting there chilling. And I introduced myself as Taylor D's friend, this and that. So, and he knows Kyle Porter. After the uh, after he gets his range session done. Um, him and his dad start pitching balls, like with their hands, like almost bocce, like throwing balls at a, uh, at a divot pattern about 25 yards in front of us. And they're throwing balls, trying to land it on this small divot pattern. And I go, which one are we aiming for guys? Cause I had a couple balls on set and, uh, they pointed out and from set my first ball, I lob at it and like, it's going right at the thing. And I go like that. And it stops right on it. Mister Thomas throws those, throws his balls up in the air that he was holding on. Justin <laughs> looks at me like who's this asshole? Um, but so they finish up. They, they pitch a couple more balls, and then he kicks his shag bag over at us. He goes, "Nice toss." I took that shag bag, and for the rest of the week, was handing out his golf balls to little kids, making kids days. Um, oh, look I ended at up you. With, I probably have. I probably still <laughs> have love like. That. I and then, but then I took the shag bag home, of course. So I have Not probably really. probably a dozen of Justin Thomas's golf balls. If you want those instead.
0: I, it's a, you know what I'm, it's, I'm thinking about it. I am thinking about it. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll decide that off pot, but I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. Um, um,
1: not to pivot right into the golf, but let's get back to football here. Yeah, Matt. exactly. She
0: did have a big game on champions. Sunday.
1: Um, it was, uh, from my first, so I missed the first quarter we were doing, uh, we were doing, uh, our we're finishing up the, stuff. yeah, but, um, I've since rewatched a couple times and I was so taken back by how these two teams came out of the gates and not obviously defensively. There was plenty to be desired. Shout out to the offensive line of the chiefs, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes on a bad ankle, barely touched uh, throughout the entirety of this game. And that's by a defensive line that are, had the most sacks in the NFL this season. So for my money, that's where this game was won for the Kansas city chiefs to your credit and to the credit of the hog mollies was up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the play, the playmakers, rising to the occasion on both sides of this game. I mean, obviously, if you're an Eagles fan, you feel like crap because you just lost the Super Bowl, but you got to feel great about who your quarterback is in the biggest moment on the biggest stage. Jalen Hurts was spectacular.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean you're never really going to get a super bowl MVP from the losing team. And it wasn't going to happen there, but like, if it ever was going to happen, that was the effort that it was going to take. And he was like, if you would have told me Jalen hurts was super bowl MVP after the game, I wouldn't have said you were wrong for it. He was just absolutely fantastic. He really, he ran the ball as well as ever. He was finding his receivers. It was nice to nice to see AJ Brown after having a really quiet playoffs kind of show up, but like the deep ball chemistry he's developed with, with, AJ uh, with AJ Brown and now Devonte Smith too. like Devonte Smith the last I mean he's been very good since he got drafted but it feels like the last really like month month and a half has kind of turned himself into a 1B as opposed to a number two to AJ Brown he's been that good and then just the Chiefs wouldn't go away the, the defense stepped up and they did what they had to do uh, more so than Phillies and I, I think that was the the surprise you know philly's defense had been so good all year that you kind of expected that if like that that probably was going to be the deciding factor but it was really casey's defense just buckling down and just not letting philly do much of anything uh late in that third quarter and then to the fourth obviously when philly did end up tying it but they let kansas city get in that game and if you were going to tell me philly had a 10 point lead going into half i'd have been very very worried about my chief's money line bet
1: yeah I, i see okay now Yes, you're down ten in the Super Bowl against Philly. It you you should there should be an air of worry, but it didn't feel like there was any internally and with good reason because of one of the storylines that we talked about in this game. It was Kansas City's ability to score fast should never be yeah. underestimated. Like they are offense distilled to like look at the two touchdowns, wide open looks on the touchdowns, inventive red zone plays, taking what the defense gives you, protecting the quarterback um hitting a shot here and there big time punt returns sudden change in a in a fumble recovery for a touchdown like they did everything it takes to be a champion not just on super bowl sunday but throughout yeah. a season the, the places you need to execute like what box was unchecked down 10 a little bit of worry but mm-hmm. it, it didn't seem like any of that ever seeped in internally because of who Andy Oh, it never B. did internally yeah. because of who patrick mahomes is because of the adjustments they know that they can make it was uh I, I, I don't think we walk away from this feeling that the that the wrong team won. Now, we might walk away with this feeling robbed of a minute and 30 seconds of Jalen Hurts with the football trying to be the team that wins. Um, what did you make of the holding call? Obviously, uh, by the letter of the law, yeah. yes, maybe it's a hold, but the gray area that we often operate in, in that moment, personally, I want to see them obviously, you know, bury those flags unless it's something egregious. I,
0: like, I mean, I'm, I'm- – I'm happy it got called basically for my bet because I, you know, I wanted the chiefs to win for my, my, but like, I'm, it felt like a a little bit of a ticky tack pull to me and and credit to James Bradbury afterwards being like, yeah, you know, guys, I grabbed the Jersey like that is what it is. And he did. But like, I think, and I don't usually like Emmanuel Acho. I think he's a little bit of a a hothead on TV, but he had a comment yesterday and it actually made a lot of sense at them, whatever Fox show he does. And it was, you know, technically going 50 in a 45 is speeding but is a cop really ever going to or should they pull you over for it no and that's kind of what i felt like it was there like that that wasn't really an egregious hold he just kind of like barely got a tug of the jersey and i mean they called it like that all year especially for teams like chiefs and for teams like the eagles like the those dynamic offenses are always going to get the uh, benefit of the doubt when it comes to those calls but like Man, that's a tough. That's a tough call for me, right there. It's, so it to is, it is the metaphor. right call by the letter of the law, but it's tough. Yeah,
1: to extend your metaphor, doing fifty in the forty-five, no, like let me go yeah. to parallel it against Mahomes getting pushed out of bounds in the AFC title game. That's doing a hundred in a residential, like that. Like there's just because I don't want to see it paralleled to that. Correct, I would the, totally agree. The sliding there, scale of yes, the sliding scale of egregiousness or obviousness of the penalty I could have done without that holding call.
0: Yeah, the 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 Mahomes push out of bounds is like you know it's a penalty, your heart just drops. like you know you're speeding yeah. and you drive right past the cop and you're like ah <laughs> here we go. I but I wasn't time.
1: That that ball on the that ball to Juju on the hold was just sort of a flick it because I have nothing mm-hmm. and let me take a shot. That was one of the few plays that they actually pressured Patrick Mahomes, which created that that timing. Now, if they don't pressure Patrick Mahomes there, Juju's got a step and it's probably six. But this is the butterfly effect of of uh you know the execution within the play. I just feel that. Um shout out to Isaiah Pacheco for sliding down and shout out to Harrison Butker for chipping the chippy. But uh would have been would have been fun to see Jalen Hurts running a 90 second drill to try and tie or win a football game. That would have been really cool.
0: Yeah for how good both of those quarterbacks were and how good that matchup was it felt like you probably deserved one more. We deserve to see one more drive down, one more at them for Jalen Hurts. But uh, that wasn't meant to be. But I, I do think at some point we're going to see Jalen Hurts back in that situation, back in the Super Bowl with another chance to do it again, maybe not against Patrick Mahomes. Um, but that uh, we talked about the NFC quarterbacks a couple weeks ago. I forgot yeah. what episode that was. but like, And not just saying it's because of am a homer, but like outside of Justin Fields, the quarterback situations in the NFC, are very, very up for grabs right now with the exception of pretty much Philadelphia and Chicago. So the NFC for these foreseeable future is likely going to keep running through Philadelphia because they have that quarterback playing because they have such a deep roster. So
1: it being Super Bowl week, you, there's a million fans in town, all in different jersey. Anybody I saw with Bears stuff on throughout the week, I was dapping up like and like whispering in their ear like, it's us next year. This is us next it's year. It's going to be us. Like, it's, this is going to be, this is going to be us. It's going to like, I was like speaking, like speaking, mm-hmm. hope into Speak, yeah. <laughs> Like uh, even I went, so it's a little, little inside look here. Uh, I had a red eye Monday night. So I had all day Monday to kill and was not feeling great after being, uh, uh granted access to the chiefs after party on Sunday night. Monday was a little rough, uh, decided to go, soak those wounds at the Phoenician at the, the spot the Phoenician and there was a, a literally like we're in the I'm in a towel in the locker room at the spot, like a guy in full Bears t-shirt Bears mm. hat like orange shoes walks in at like I, I was like even in that moment I was like hey
0: our guy he's bringing us here he's, he's here bringing us here like that's he's right here next that's year. right like yeah so bear
1: down yeah, how do so you I got how my, do you
0: feel about a red eye you like a red
1: eye? Oh god, I couldn't be, I couldn't be more anti-red eye at this.
0: Yeah, point. I'm out. I don't like the red eye, but I know I some have people no, don't
1: mind it. I, I don't. I like have it. no idea how people do a red eye straight into a full day of work. Like I got, I got home yesterday morning at nine a.m. and just felt like uh, just yeah. a puddle of mud. Like I just felt like I, I was worthless. I was last
0: absolutely- year, last year for opening weekend, so that Cowboys Bucks opening weekend, uh, we were in Vegas for work, and I had to take. My, my boss asked me because he lives in kind of rural Minnesota and there's no way he could have been back by Monday morning and still been there Sunday night so he's like hey can you take a red eye home Sunday night and host the co-host the sh- like the Monday morning show at 10 I was like Oof. okay sure whatever fine obviously we're not on. Like, it's not TV like you where I got to be in a suit and you know get all, all dolled up and do the hair and everything but you could be a little puffy I could be a little puffy but still like I I got home and it was, a, it was I think I walked back into my apartment from Ve- the, the Vegas red eye at like 6 30 in the morning and they say you're not supposed to go back to sleep for a little bit but i went back to sleep for a little bit i was in a different world when i yeah. opened up on that show and <laughs> it was just yeah. like I slept, i'm, I'm, out. I'm I,
1: out i slept four hours at forty thousand feet an
0: hour at a time like it was just yeah. gross it's um, it's the yeah you like you wake up and then you're out and then you're back eh, it's
1: disgusting yeah shout out to like the 10 year old kid sitting next to me who's very small so we were at least we were at least in a good spot good yeah, a good spot but uh yeah no tough sledding after a fun week um some other thoughts here on the super bowl I, I mean we could do an entire podcast on the already growing legacy of patrick mahomes but two super bowls two mvps two super bowl mvps three trips to the super bowl all in five seasons um he's he's spectacular and we're lucky to have him because he is such a character too he, like He is unapologetically himself Mm -hmm. and there's like, there's still some little kid in him to me, like despite being the greatest quarterback in the world right now, um, he plays the game sort of like you would on the playground. And uh, yeah, there's still
0: that playground aspect to it.
1: Romantic to that. I don't know. I, Mm -hmm. I just, I just really enjoy seeing him succeed. It's hard. It's hard to root against Patrick Mahomes. Not that I ever would, but like you know, there's certain quarterbacks, certain players, where so you're like, hey, just not for me, you know. Yeah. And you find yourselves rooting for the other team for no other reason but that. I, I can't find something about Patrick Mahomes to root against unless they're squared up against the Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah, he's just he's one of the more likable guys and one of the more like he plays the game in such a the way he plays quarterback is like how quarterback should be played. And I know that sounds very cliche, but like. That's what I think of when I think of playing quarterback is how Patrick Mahomes plays the game, especially this new wave of quarterback. Now one that's, you know, we're kind of the, the Brady's the Manning's the, the breezes kind of the statues in the pocket are a little bit um, out the door. And we have this new wave of how to play quarterback. And he is the definition of how you do it. He's great at running the ball. He only does it when he has to though. He's the best thrower of the football and he's the best improviser in the pocket that I think of ever like him and Kelsey, Obviously, a lot of those plays are drawn up, but there's a lot of like, yeah, this broke down. Just run that way and we're on the same page. I'm going to find you. It's just it's watching those two, especially play football is so fun.
1: Yeah, it, it, it it's an absolute blast watching those two be on the same page wherever they are and doesn't feel like we're. Going to be robbed of that luxury anytime soon. Doesn't um, seem like
0: it's going away. Good for Andy yeah. Reid, too, getting his second. Uh, oh, like, I, and he was always not, a Hall of enough, Famer after getting the not one. Not enough credit was, goes
1: for that, man. Yeah,
0: like, dude was always going to get in the Hall – after he got the first one, like, even without it, probably still a Hall of Famer. But, like, he's always going to go down as a great. But getting that second one and just getting that reassurance, that kind of restamping, is 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 awesome for him. And there doesn't seem like there's a much better, like, guy to root for in the NFL than Andy Reid
1: yeah. And like, again, sort of to your point of uh, the foregone era of statue quarterbacks, like, we, I think we get a little wrapped up in the Kyle Shanahan boy genius, Sean mm-hmm. McVay. Like, Big Red's, Big Red's Tom Brady in year 18 right now. Yeah. Like, he's not to say he's anywhere near being done, but Big Red, let's not forget about the big fella who, uh, walked so some of these young guns can run. And he's still yeah. doing it, I'd argue, better than uh than most anyone in the game when it comes to play calling and preparation of his football team. A tip of the cap to Big Red, um, and to the Chiefs who uh their fan base long beleaguered prior to Patrick Mahomes. They are squarely uh no, they're in that di- they yeah. are in that dynasty space that uh uh that that everybody across the league desires to occupy and um here's to here's to a fun season matt i don't know i don't really have any other Super Bowl thoughts i'm not sure that i have i don't any think other we got period. any of our
0: predictions right so that's yeah our predictions uh our, our I Super Bowl had, I did have chiefs i, they, didn't they I have they chiefs? Had bills oh, we had bills no you had chiefs in your, uh, you and you're a no remember uh we did like i think the preseason we both had bills but then like Towards the end, or maybe it's towards the end or first round of the playoffs, we allowed ourselves to make new predictions and you had Chiefs, you had Chiefs Niners in that one. I think I still win Bucks and Bills. No Niners it? Bills.
1: I thought my preseason was Chiefs Rams. I thought I had the Rams. I three. thought you
0: had the Bills. What, uh, all right. whatever. whatever. Whatever.
1: Um you win the golf balls, all right? Give me a break.
0: I did. Uh, I did win the golf balls.
1: <laughs> uh Matt, little WM wrap up here. I mean, I you about tar- that? I, you what, a, what a fun t- what
0: a fun tournament to watch just from a TV TV perspective like just in terms of the product we got that was an awesome yeah. golf tournament and um I mean it just uh, seems like year after year this I mean obviously it's it's always been a fun you know the sixth 16th has always been wild it's always been a fun tournament but it really seems like the last three or four years and then even this year to an even more extent this tournament has taken off and kind of I mean I know the players is the fifth major but like this is up getting there, itself on the level almost of the players to the point where in a couple of years, like I think it's going to be after the four majors, the, the players in the waste management or sorry, the WM are going to Thank be you. in the same breath. Uh, I, I caught myself there. I'm a professional. So To that what point, Matt,
1: like we were having this conversation on the podcast on the first cut podcast post round. I uh, anchored the podcast um, after each one of these uh, rounds out at the WM. And one of the conversations we were having on Sunday was exactly that. And, what the WM might do better than any other tournament on, on tour is um, understanding and leaning into their identity. Now, mm-hmm. you don't have to have this regal identity. So think of the tournaments that truly hit, like Augusta. The Masters always hits. The Players always hits. The WM always hits. Those three tournaments, I'd argue better than anybody else, know exactly what they are and then lean right into that identity. Like it, mm. it's about, it's about um it's about branding. And the WM has branded itself as the people's open, as the place where you come to party, as the and seeing it firsthand. Um, it, it's it is fun for I hesitate to say I hesitate to say the entire family because of some things <laughs> you see out there, but yeah. it is fun. It is fun. And there is no uh there's no denying that. I'm not saying that everywhere needs to be the wm but like this week at riv what's what's the identity there the identity is old hollywood glitz and glam all of that like why mm-hmm. isn't there why is i'll credit rick Game with this thought like why isn't there on the first tee all, everybody in the field's name on a hollywood star like it doesn't have to be gimmicky but like be what you are be yeah. unapologetically what you are and that's what the wm is
0: that's a really good point um, because it, like it, it like, it's obviously not of the ilk of a Masters, but like, you know, the identity of the Masters when you're watching it, you know, like same mm-hmm. thing with the players. And it, it's nice to see a tournament like that kind of embrace that. Like it's it, it, so much of golf, especially in the, like, uh, in the, the PGA kind of live era, I feel like doesn't want to like, I'm, I'm struggling to get what I want to say out here, but like. The fact that the WM just embraces like, Hey, like golf, isn't all stuck up. Like it is just fun. Sometimes we can do like, it's almost like the boys golf trip of of PGA golf tournaments kind of yeah. thing where it just kind of embraced the fun in it. Like, and there is, there is a time and a place for an Augusta. There is a time and a place for playing at St. Andrews where, you know, you're doing everything proper and you like golfers claps, no, you know, holding up the staying quiet during tee shots, all that. But like the fact that we do have this one tournament a year, that lets the people just have a bunch of fun embrace it. that the players embrace it back to is Mm -hmm. just, it's unique. And you're never, you're never going to have another tournament. That's exactly like this, like you said, but seeing a couple other tournaments, like kind of steer into this, like a little bit, again, you're never going to replicate 16 uh, at at, um, at Scottsdale, but like seeing a couple more tournaments embrace that vibe a little bit might be kind of a fun next step and kind of new generation for golf.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Matt, I I could go a
1: million and one ways here with what I saw uh, out at Phoenix. So uh, rather than doing that, I, what what do you want to know about the uh, the on course experience? Just talk because talk
0: about sixteen. Just 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 paint me a picture.
1: is really cool, man. It's uh, Wednesday. There's a DJ there that doesn't stop playing the entire day with like the pro am coming through. You got a who's who of JJ Watt, this person, that person. Um, so the party, like outside of Saturday. I'd say, in terms of like intensity of the party, it goes Saturday, Friday, Wednesday. Um, Wednesday was a Wednesday, people were out there getting after it. Thursday, it's a blast. It's loud. Um, Friday, you start feeling people like, oh, I took off the entire weekend. Let's get crazy. Saturday is obviously what it is. Um, And then Sunday is. Night of the living dead like it, it yeah. reverts to it reverts to what you'd expect Sunday at a tournament to be like a little bit more reserved people are still getting after it but like a lot of people just hair of the dog hangover situation um, but 16 itself. It's it's a really interesting golf hole because it can play anywhere from like a six iron to a gap wedge and they Mm -hmm. set it up different throughout the days and the pins are interesting. Like it doesn't get the, the golf course as a whole, TPC Scottsdale does not get the credit that we should give it. Like it's a really interesting test, especially when the wind's blowing and it's as dry as it was this week. But 16, I mean, I walked out of the tunnel with John Rahm. I walked out of the tunnel with Jordan Spieth with some of the bigger names and bigger groups and the pop you get compared to so you get a pop going into the tunnel coming off 15 everybody's standing there let's go jordan this and that and it's super loud and then you get into the tunnel and it's almost completely silent like people are still going crazy but the tunnel for some reason you're just uh you're just sort of insulated and then you kind of blocks out out the noise you come out to another pop and it's just like okay i understand why these guys are having trouble Finding the green from 135 yards, where their proximity to the hole there normally is like probably 15 feet, like 12 mm-hmm. feet, whatever it is for throughout the season. It's uh it's something really special, um, and it's special because of the people that are there. It's, uh, you hear some chants, you hear so, you see some things um, that will either rattle or embolden you. I mean, you got a Rod sitting there, you got. Uh, dave portnoy a couple rows up you've got mm-hmm. bryce harper it's it's a it's a and scene type thing and to have ropes access and be on saturday uh sitting behind the gym camera like 10 feet from adam hadwin when he almost hoops it it's about as good as it gets
0: what was the cause i mean i know like i forgot who it was but somebody was rocking a kd Suns jersey whether that was their wednesday uh, or thursday sink. right after the Stuart trade sink that's the
1: right KD Suns after I,
0: I also think Stuart sink like might have finished dead last not <laughs> close to it. Not his Tom balance.
1: Kim <laughs> went Tom Kim went with Devin Booker. Yeah,
0: I was gonna ask, what was your what was the coolest, you know, I don't want it doesn't have to be a jersey, but nod to the fans, something along the lines of that that you saw weekend with those the coolest thing,
1: 16. The coolest thing I saw was Saturday after Hadwin steps to the ball, gets booed. Cause he steps off, hits it to about six inches Rom hits one long and he had like the 30 feet down the hill Rom makes that putt down the hill and the place goes because he played it so far out left they started yeah. booing him like they thought like oh what is they're booing booing and then it starts hooking back it goes in and Rom challenging the crowd as if it was a rider cup two hands on the ears like rory like i can't hear you as the place is going nuts. God, that, that was the, that was the coolest crowd player interaction that i saw throughout the week
0: I love John Rahm. He's just he's so, so good, he's so, so good at golf.
1: He and here's the thing, Matt. We followed him. We d- dug into the numbers with Rick. He played like relative to like his ball striking and putting. He played like yeah. garbage. He played. Yeah, he like, didn't garbage. have his stuff, he almost, and he was right there. Won the tournament. His floor right now is top ten. He is like I understand the world golf rankings. Say Scotty Scheffler is the number one player in the world. John Rahm. Right now, if you're asking me if I needed someone to go out and shoot around to save my life, it's John Rom.
0: We talked, I think I we talked about it on, on Sunday. I don't remember if I got to it, but like this is kind of what we ex- like. Rom had the awesome year that year he won the US Open, the COVID year, and we thought he was like ready to take off last year. And he was fine last year, but kind of didn't. And this is the like, this is the Rom I thought we were going to see last year, the one that's just unbelievable. Like you said, like his floor is still finishing top 10 every week and his ceiling is blowing everybody out of the field. Like, I, I think we're getting two majors from John Rom this year. I really do. I'm not sure which one's yet, but like, I, if, if you told it me feels green, takes, it feels green jacket. I sure yeah, I like that. Well, that's Tigers to win, but you know, if Tiger <laughs> doesn't win, Rom can have that one, but I, it, it feels like this is the year he gets his green jacket and probably one other, whether that's a PGA, a British or US Open, I'm not sure. Um, but I'm I, I would very much not be shocked if that happens. Yeah.
1: Um, just an all around uh, outstanding experience. Big thanks. Favorite hole,
0: not number 16. Hmm. Or in, not necessarily a like golf hole exactly, but like golf hole you watched that weekend. Is that like, you know, not so not like I'm not telling you to take me through Scottsdale one through 18 and what's your favorite hole, but like, Dude, the, the,
1: like the whole course offers so much, but the stretch that really gets me is 15 through 17. 15 is a great par five, there's mm-hmm. nowhere to miss it. You're probably gonna have to either. It's one of those like, I, I'm gonna go, I, I have to go for this because I have 230 in, and like if I don't go for it. What am I doing here? There's just nowhere to miss it there into the fifteen green. It's like a little islandy green. Um, yeah, so you're either doing that or you're like you're laying up with an eight iron, which guy these guys feel like is just a wasted shot. So a cool question asked there with a the second shot at the fifteenth. Then you walk over the bridge. It gets crazy at sixteen. And then seventeens the drivable par four where you have to make another really tough. you have to answer another really tough question. And uh, Saturday, our insider Jonathan Jones had the day off for football, and he's close with the Long family. So, we got walked up into Kyle and Howie Long Jr.'s uh, box and they were right at the 17th green. So watching T-balls kind of roll up and die into the water or T-balls yeah. roll up and find a bunker, I think that's a... If I had to answer you, non-17, my favorite hole is... Or non-16, my favorite non-16. hole is probably
0: seven. Yeah, the way that probably course seven. finishes is just pretty awesome. Um, it's- well,
1: And Mark Kimmelman said it. The finishing stretch, the type of fandom that you get out there, the space that you have to build out a tournament... It's right for a president's cup. I'd stop short of saying a Ryder Cup, but like a president's cup, home yeah. turf—that would be—that would be wild.
0: That would. Well, yeah, I don't think it's quite Ryder Cup, but I could definitely see that being a president's cup course, and that would be. That would not that the president's cup isn't popular because people do watch. Obviously, it takes a backseat to the Ryder Cup, but like that would be the most watched, probably interested in President's Cup we've had in quite some time. And this year's was I felt like people people got some pretty good uh, ratings getting people to tune into that. I think one at uh, Scottsdale would make for arguably the most watched President's Cup ever.
1: A uh, couple other things here from the WM. Rory McElroy is... Not only one of the best players in the world, but he's one of the more grounded human beings you'll ever meet. Uh, got to meet him and walk a couple holes with him on Wednesday and was talking to us like we were old pals. Uh, myself, Kyle Porter and Rick Gaiman. And then so right next to our set, we had about 20 yards from our set because it's the backside of the range. There's a players only. There's two players only porta potties and they make sure they're players only. So they don't yeah, have I saw to you in. used one. Yeah, well it's players only and
0: and I uh, you know, didn't say talent. Did not players, say talent on that door. Players players and
1: CBS uh CBS. I'm sending uh, that
0: to your bosses.
1: They'd be they I got the green light to use it. <laughs> without it besides the point. So <laughs> we're sitting there on sets on Saturday. Saturday's round's wrapping up, like sun's setting. And we were situated back of the range between eight green and 11 fairway. And 11 fairway is a bombs away situation. Rory hits one like three, unbeknownst to us, Rory hits one like 344 dead down the middle and makes a mad dash to our bathroom. We're sitting there on set about to get ready to go up in like about a half hour. We're having the conversation of how far back is too far back. Lead was at 10. Rory was at two. And uh, Kyle asked me after I asked the question, he goes, How far? He goes, What's Rory at? I go, Two under. And he goes, yeah, Rory's too far back. And I kid you not, a split second later, Rory peeks his head into our set and goes, what's going on, guys? Like, didn't hear us having the conversation, but, like, it was like a whole, oh, like, we all paused like, uh... and looked at Kyle. He's like, what's going on, man? He runs into the bathroom. He comes out. He goes, and he, he like, says hello to us again. And uh, and Kyle goes, hey, hey Rory. How far back is too far back? And he knew he was at two. He knew the lead was at ten. He goes not eight and sprints back to the fairway to go hit a second <laughs> shot. He's like the that. coolest dude in the
0: world. Like that's nice.
1: Like it's like you're you're in the middle of trying to win three point six million dollars, dude. Like how are you this cool?
0: Yeah, um, like you're chasing money and you just that's it, yeah to to do something like that and just be that personal of a guy. It's always yeah, nice so to here when when the people you're watching on TV are actually if like that anybody was
1: looking for another reason to root for Roy McIlroy, I could offer you offer you like four or five more reasons just a really really good dude um that was a major takeaway um shout out to the fans in Scottsdale to this tournament like it's it, it's a bucket list event if you're yeah. a, not even just a golf fan but if you're a sports fan who likes to see those types of spectacles get yourselves out to the desert one year because there's, there's few parties like it in sports. It's something special.
0: Um, it's absolutely a bucket list item. And the amount of times this weekend where I got a text, whether it's from a brother or buddies, whatever, like, dude, we got to do this one year. Like this has to be done. Like this is a bucket list thing. I think that's something every sports fan is for over the last few years, especially since golf has really kind of taken off to any more extent than it had kind of with our generation. I feel like, Golf mm-hmm. has become, and this this generation of golfers, because we've talked about it to to no end on this podcast, how good of shape golf is now. While there might not be, you know, the tiger of this group, there are guys like Rom, Rory, I guess, you know, DJ's not there anymore. But like those, like there, there's several guys at the top, Spieth, Sheffler, that yeah, there's they there's the, kind there's of take their of turns being, yeah, they, they take their turns going on their runs. And the fact that we have this many, like number one names has really made tournaments like the waste management that much more like must watch. And I, mean, I think it's look,
1: look at what Nick Taylor, Nick Taylor just hung yeah. around with the best in the world for four days. Like the depth in talent, like world ranking two twenty three, and he's out there with four holes left with a chance to win the thing. Like just, just spectacular golf. I, I think that the tours only problem here is that we sort of have lost all our villains. Um, yeah. That's a different conversation for a different day. This was very much a celebration of a week uh, at, at the at the WM, and uh, celebrations were had all over the place. So, um uh, merch,
0: I'm not worried about it.
1: Yeah, it was it was spectacular stuff. Uh, was privileged and thrilled to be a part of it, and uh, hoping it's something that we can do regularly because um, it was it was cool to sort of paint a picture around the debauchery that uh, unfolded.
0: Yeah, th- so you had never done that as a fan, correct? That was your first uh, waste time? management. No, I had not. Yeah. Okay, had not. so your first experience at all whatsoever. I was going to ask you if you can kind of compare the fan situation. I mean, I to can, the, I can, can compare it. To like,
1: I can compare it to like a U.S. Open at Pebble. I can compare it to the Travelers. I compare it to the BMW back home in Chicago. Like we've been to tournaments, and yeah. I have never ever seen anything like this. It's uh, the And this is not just for – this is not a uh, a comment about the female viewership there. This is a comment about everybody there. Mm -hmm. The attire. Like, you know, you're used to going to a golf tournament you see people mostly in, like, golf clothes or in, like, shirts, like, T-shirts and shorts, like, comfortable, whatever. This was like – you didn't know if you were going to a golf tournament because you still had some of that. You didn't know if you were going to the club because you had plenty of that. You didn't know if it was Halloween because people were dressed up in, like, costumes. It was – it was a, it was a gong show. It was a complete sideshow. And, uh, it was, uh, it was really, really interesting, really cool. And, uh, to sort of sit on, our buildout was massive at the back of the range to sit on set and have,
0: uh, you you guys set look beautiful, by
1: the way, to have people like, you know, there's maybe a couple people know who you are, but like to have people just screaming and yelling. Cause they see the set. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I signed, I signed a, a, there are, there are two flags that, Kids went home with with a Joe Musso signature on it, and I was like, you, "Are you sure? You, <laughs> you sure you want that? Sure you, yeah, you like, want that?" Please. So like the first one, I kind of signed it small, and then like the next day, another kid asked for one. Like I was like, "All right, I'm getting, I'm giving him the big J here," and like yeah, took up the to entire it. corner with the the big swooping J. Uh, so no, it was uh, a, inspiring
0: a cool America's next wave of young broadcasters. Joe, won, one you, signature at a time. I'm
1: telling you, throwing out those JT golf balls like that was. That made my week. Like if I could just stand there and like make little kids' days like that, that's uh that was that was really fun. It's beautiful sentiment. I and kept now, I kept going up. I kept going up. I go, hey, you guys like Justin Thomas? That's, yeah, practice, yeah. ball. that's practice ball. <laughs> that's <the> practice ball. That's <laughs> practice
0: And now well, we get I did
1: it to the I did it to the 10-year-old I was sitting next to on the plane, like when we landed. We cause Hey, here's a
0: uh, ball, kid. You were you were good on this flight. Here's a ball.
1: I go you like golf he goes yeah we were just at the waste management me and my dad his dad was sitting the road next to us um and I go oh I go you like JT he goes my favorite I go there's one of his practice balls <laughs> look at you, look at you. Yeah. just
0: inspiring young kids I like it the next uh, generation is in good hands thanks to a Joe Musso. uh
1: Matt for as much as I could say about this tournament and that week in Phoenix uh some things will will left unsaid will will, will be left unsaid excuse me um I just want you to know that uh at, at one point Sunday night, uh myself, a bunch of the Kansas City Royals, and George Brett were uh <laughs> were, were enjoying uh we're enjoying ice cold Bud Lights while Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the Lombardi trophy stood on the stage as the chain smokers played. That was the that was like the only final picture I wanted to paint of of my week was me and one of the greatest hitters of all time enjoying one of the greatest quarterbacks and tight ends of all time celebrating their Super Bowl. That's that was, that's just that that's the lasting image for me.
0: Well, I, I it's going to be tough for me to get that image out of my head now. So <laughs> I, I'm going to have that. So I'm guessing some of the Royals had already been out there. I guess a lot of them probably live out there. Yeah, so in the offseason, so but the, out there for spring training already. And then yeah, the a bunch playing. Of them,
1: bunch of them live out there. A few of them had tickets to the game. Bobby Witt Jr. Um, a couple other guys. And uh, Nikki met up with them after and they all went to the after the Chiefs after party because they had obviously some Kansas City connections yeah. there. And it was like uh, they turned the Hyatt. The Hyatt was the Kansas City hotel where the family and team stayed. It was like their compound the whole week. I don't know that yeah. anyone else was staying there. Um, Probably not. You couldn't. I would imagine you they couldn't get the whole thing you couldn't get down the driveway at the Hyatt without one of these uh post game passes so nikki came and brought one out to me and then we uh we had a good time there there was a massive stage that they set up in like the courtyard of the hotel that they just sort of turned into like a mini concert area so um pretty 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 cool stuff uh, shout out joe, to Can-
0: just joe and the chain smokers shout
1: out to the Kansas City Royals you have uh you have forever created a fan here not just a nikki lopez fan but will be will be pulling for uh, the boys in in, in blue they're Unless. much
0: more. They're much more easy to root for than our than than our White Sox. So why not? It's for, it's for, it's for a conversation. Conversation oh. for another day.
1: <laughs> uh, but Seriously? let's uh, let's put a ball on this thing here, Matt. Uh, it is a another elevated event on tour as we head to Riv 23 of the top 25 in the world in action. You also inject the most recognizable golfer in the world into the action. Tiger Woods uh, playing competitive golf for the first time since I believe St Andrews, right? since Friday yes, at I St. Think Andrews, right. yeah. um where he drew that bad lie at one and it was just about finished or was that, yeah. that was, that was Thursday. Was that Thursday? I think that was Thursday. Nonetheless. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, the first it Thursday, time we're getting Thursday. Tiger on first time we're getting Tiger on tour in a long time. He says that the foot and the ankle feels much better. We'll see how it holds up going up and down that hill uh, at Riv outside of that pretty navigatable golf course, but one that he hasn't had a lot of success um, in the past. I believe it's the, it's the course that he's been the most places to not win at, if that makes any sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so the place he's played uh, most without
1: winning. of of, the, of exact that's a much more concise way there to put go. that. But aren't, I don't know that winning. Are you the even, anchor? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, winning's not even a thought for me this week. No. Like if he's if he makes Play, if, make if, a he's, cut. if he's in contention if he's in contention we can get crazy. But like I'm just so excited to watch him hit golf balls on Thursday, man.
0: Yeah, and you know I I saw. Um some smoke around Twitter. I think it might've been uh, Daniel Rappaport on foreplay that um, Tiger was doing a little, little recon over at LACC for a potential U.S. Open. I'm sure. So, you know, expect, we, we've talked a bunch of times that we kind of expect him to be majors and that's it. But like, nice to know that that's being, you know, that that's being looked into and the tiger is, is is feeling like he's going to be playing the U.S. Open. That's, that's also great, but it's just gonna be great to see him this weekend. Uh, It's, He talked about it. I mean, he's been doing all the all the press possible because he's the host of the tournament, too. But like he said, you know, sooner rather than later, this is all coming to, you know, he's not going to be playing golf, competitive golf, at least. And he even said, like, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's playing just to play. I'm only going to play when I, you know, as long as I think I can win. So whenever we get a weekend where Tiger's in the field, it's must watch TV.
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I think seeing some of the player reaction out at the WM when they were finding out just how surprised guys were and how mm-hmm. excited they were to have Tiger in the field. Um, it's just, it's reason for celebration every time we see him. And I, and I refuse to do the like, oh, Tiger can't golf anymore thing, like when he does struggle a little bit. So just for those ready to sling mud, sling away. But uh, I, I think this is just more of a, uh, a celebration of getting the big cat back out there and uh and, and applauding him for what he's meant to this tour, and and the responsibility he's had in creating the depth that we now get to enjoy. So I think that's that's kind of the way that I'm framing it in my head. Now, if we get to red numbers, start getting a little wild, you know, we'll have the red ready. You know, oh, we we'll yeah. have the red ready.
0: We'll red have Sunday red, 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 red. Red, um, red ready. Sunday red ready.
1: I like that. That that, like that. that sounds. With that T- in mind, tm I, um, I'm going to trademark um, that. tm I know we begrudgingly are saying goodbye to this version of the moose and runes podcast, in the not too distant future. We're going to give you one more here uh, because
0: it is a tiger
1: week. We're going to recap that next week. We're also going to give some, uh, some big thank
0: yous and big thoughts. um, Send us some mailbags for old time's sake.
1: Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, let's
0: dig into including Rob. Rob, that doesn't count. Rob, Rob does that all the time. So shout out, Rob. Or the
1: final uh, edition of this. Moose and Roon's podcast uh, coming your way next week, but for now, Matt Rooney, you got anything else for the people?
0: Will you be out in LA this weekend?
1: Uh, I or... will not be out in LA. Okay. There, there have been big time requests from both uh, CBS management and the tours for us to do more of what we did this past yeah. week. Now, it costs a lot of money, and yeah, the sure. time commitment from our road crew is massive, but uh, we uh, we made our presence felt, and I think there's going to be more of that down the stretch. Uh, sounds like we will absolutely see it in Rochester for the PGA. Okay. Um, where And anywhere else. Um, we're not positive yet. Murmurs of playoff events, murmurs oh. of um, we know we're going to have Kyle and Augusta, but murmurs of maybe bolstering the coverage from Augusta. There's no promises being made, but uh, exciting things to come. Exciting things to come from CBS and, and the golf team.
0: Love to hear that. Well, that's that's all I had le- left for this episode of the pod.
1: Well, with that in mind, he is Matt. I am Joe. Matt, say goodbye to the people.
0: Later.